Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we are going to be discussing our most anticipated movies of 2018. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? Feels good, man. Feels good to be back, you know, back in action, you know? <laughs> yes, we are actually sitting in the same room for once, so that's a good thing. Um, that's, uh, that's a nice reunion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we sound like we're so enthusiastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's definitely good to still be in Florida for a little bit. I've got time to kind of keep up with a lot of these Oscar movies, which is nice, because uh, as you all basically know at this point, now this is definitely my time of year, and I quite enjoy <laughs> going to see all these movies. I'm just hoping that all of them come out by the time I leave, you know? Yeah, man, I mean, it'd be, it'd be pretty uh, sweet. You know? I, I got yeah, a bad I feeling with Phantom Thread. I think that one's not going to come out until, like, the 22nd, and then I'm going to cry. <laughs> um... But yeah, we'll figure it out as we go along, and we are inching closer and closer to Oscar season. Or we're in Oscar season, but like full-on Oscar time. Uh, but for now, we're just going to talk about what's coming. We're, we're, we're going to stop looking back. We're going to look forward to this year of 2018. Um, if you know anything about the movie industry, you know January is basically a dead zone. So um, we're going to be talking about our most anticipated movies and... I don't know about you, but I don't got any in January. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it basically picks up once we get into February, and hopefully for the re- every month after that. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to talking about some of these. I've got a billion honorable mentions, but I'm going to save them until after we're done with our actual list, because I don't want to honorable mention something that you are going to have on your list. So I don't know what you have on your list. But let's get have, into it. I don't even have... Honorable mentions. Um, I mean, I can look for some. I just, I just, didn't, I wasn't prepared to put that on there. Uh, no, I um, just, I basically had a list of like twenty movies, and I had to whittle it down to ten. So it was a rough time for me. Ozzy basically got it in one shot. We were in the same room when we were making this list, and it took me twice as long as Ozzy to yeah, put it, took it together. Like two hours. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna get into these lists, and we're gonna talk about some movies we're looking forward to, and hopefully, none of these movies disappoint us. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's get started. You want to start? Or you want me to start? You know what? I'll go ahead and start. I'll go, ahead right, and start. go for it. My number 10 is Incredibles 2. That is a not on my list. It was like number 11 or 12. It was right I at the edge. I can't believe it's on your list, man. It's it right on the edge. I know. I know. I know. I feel, like, I feel like 2018 is going to be the year where animation comes back. Because I feel like 2017 was kind of a dead year. It was a know? weak year, yes. It was a really weak year. We had Coco, which was a really great movie. It was, one of my t- it was in my top 10 favorites of uh, 2017. If you guys did not take a check out that favorites list. Check it out. It was on my top ten favorites. I feel like this year we're gonna have a lot more, um, a lot more better animations, and I feel like this one's gonna be the better one, uh, one of the better ones. I mean, I've been waiting for the sequel since I was a kid, and we finally have it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's like over ten years later, and we, we finally got it. So, 
I'm definitely uh, excited for this one. I do think this is going to be a good year for animation. I'm definitely, like, this is the most excited I am for an animated movie this year. Um, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is definitely close behind. I'm really looking forward to that. And then also, another good one that's, or hopefully good one that's coming out is uh, Wes Anderson's making an animated movie, which is crazy. Um, and it is Isle of Dogs. Yes. That cast is kind of stacked, and it's Wes Anderson, so I'm looking forward to it. But that one looks like it's going to be weird, but kind of awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but there's also uh, your usual animated garbage coming out this year, too. Uh, the first one that pops in my head is like Nomeo and Juliet. That's coming out this year, too. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes if there's any, like if we look back on the movies from this past year and really since we've been doing the podcast of like movies that we've skipped and just not seen, I think animated movies are probably the most we've skipped. Yeah. Would you say so? Yeah, I mean, there, there just really haven't been any ones that really gravitated us, you know? Uh, sometimes. I, I mean, the year before, in 2016, was a really strong year for animation. Yeah, so. really strong year. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, too. It just barely missed my list. Uh, number 10, I think we're going to have to save this conversation, because I have a feeling it's going to be higher on your list, and that is Mission Impossible 6. The yet untitled Mission Impossible 6. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to save a little bit. All right. Fair All right. enough. <laughs> What's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, that's not on my list. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, I really liked the first one, and I don't think it was the first one was was uh, was that, was that you know, I thought it was a solid first movie. I agree. Um, it's fine. And it's, you know, and I'm, you know, what what isn't the solid first film, you know? I'm pretty sure that, I mean, I'm pretty sure the solid one of everything is just a really good one. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the second one. I mean, we're going to have Johnny Depp. Really, he's going to be a bigger role. He's going to have a bigger role. And I'm a fan of Johnny Depp, so I'm really excited to seeing him. Um, what do you think about this whole... Um, movement to get him off of the. I think it's project. stupid because, I mean, she dropped the charges. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, but I, at the same I mean, time, it's like, I mean, it's just like, I, I mean, why didn't anybody write to take him out of Pirates of the Caribbean? Why didn't anybody write to take him out of the the, the haters? Orient Express. Well, I, I the don't haters understand. will say that nobody cares about pirates anymore. But uh, okay, but why didn't they take it? Like I agree. I mean, it, Look, I'm nobody, not. I'm, nobody fought to take to take him out of anything except for this one now, just because it's it's an Harry it's, Potter. It's film. definitely a little bit of internet mob culture, but at the same time, it's like I get why people wouldn't necessarily want him in. But then again. Everybody's defending it, like even J.K. Rowling's defending it, which is a little bit surprising. So it's not yeah, necessarily. I, mean, I look. I, I mean, just I was curious what you thought about it, since no, you are I mean, a Johnny Depp. I'm fan. a Johnny Depp fan, but like he hasn't he hasn't been convicted of anything. I mean, and she dropped the charges. So I mean, it's not. There's no. There was no credible evidence to it. You know what I mean? And this 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 was this is something that happened years ago. So the fact that it's being brought up now. Um, I do think I it's a little weird that I'd, it's like what, I thought we moved past. This, yeah, like this was time. this was something that's moved past this. You know, he's been on he's been on several films now, and now that it's now that it's this one, <laughs> everybody's everybody's against it. I I just I don't get it. It for me, it's it's I'm excited to see him in it. I feel, yeah. I feel like he's a great actor. I feel like he's going to do well in the role. Um, it's a very interesting role too. I really am. 
very curious how they do this character. Yeah, and I'm excited to see Jude Law. Haven't seen Jude Law in a minute, but I'm excited <laughs> to see him. Yeah. Um, the whole cast uh, is definitely something I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing as well. I mean, they all had such an intricate dynamic last time, and I really did like the fact that a muggle was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's and it's also in a different part of the Harry Potter universe. It's, it takes place in America, so I, I'm interested to see. Um, you know, I'm interested to see the, that story mm-hmm. and just to be back in the Harry Potter world. I mean, we hadn't had a Harry Potter Harry Potter movie in such a long time. So just to be back in that world, in that universe, I'm excited for. So I do, I do have faith that the second one is going to be better than the first one. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number nine is Ready Player One. Uh, it's higher. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Moving on. Your number eight. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Not on my list. Take it away. Look, man, it's on my honorable mentions. To be fair, <laughs> honestly, Michael Pena returning, man—that's the dude. one reason I wanted to put it on. Dude, I'm excited to see that, man. Um, you just go on YouTube and you see him <laughs> telling a story, and it's so great. Um, absolutely excited to see Michael Pena's character return. He's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Um, I'm excited to see also Ant Man back. Paul Rudd as Ant Man is one of the best castings. The MCU has ever done. And it's hard because every casting that they've done so far is really good. So Basically. Um, yeah. But I'm also excited to see um, Evangeline really take on the role as a wasp. I mean, she, yeah. she, I mean this is going to be – this is kind of like a duo film with, with, with him and her working together. And I'm interested to see the dynamic between these two working together. So I, th- I feel like it's going to be really great. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited to see that. Uh, yeah, it's barely, like, again, it was on my honorable mentions, it was in contention, I, I really like Ant-Man, I mean, I'm on the record for that, TD makes fun of me for it all the time, um, <laughs> friend of the show, TD, of course, and it's, I'm really looking forward to this one, but honestly, when I think of, like, what I'm really looking forward to, it's, like, Michael Pena, it's just, it's basically, <laughs> like, I'm just, like, Michael Pena, and again, yes, and I don't know, one character just wasn't enough for me to justify bumping some of the other things off my list. But I'm still really looking forward to it, again, on my honorable mentions. Uh, my number eight is one that I don't know if it's going to be on your list, and that is New Mutants. No. No. Okay. Uh, I'm curious to hear why it's not on your list. But I'm really looking forward to this movie, and I, I think this will kind of maybe allude to why because this is basically they've said this is going to be a flat out horror movie which uh, if you know i mean obviously if you listen to the podcast you know that i'm a huge horror fan so i'm really looking forward to a legitimate horror movie that's also a superhero movie i think that's a fascinating idea i really like this cast um i think that there's a lot of talent involved in this movie and Man, I, I'm just I'm curious about this movie. I'm really, really curious. I I think the trailer wasn't like necessarily something that I'm super pumped about, but just the concept of a horror X Men movie really it it gets me excited. So I'm really looking forward to this movie. And again, the cast is something that puts it over the edge. But is it the horror thing that holds you back, or is it just you're kind of burnt out on X Men or what? I'm not burnt out on X-Men. I just, I'm not a huge horror fan. And then on top of that, the trailer didn't really get me pumped for the movie. Yeah, fair enough. Um, get Out did. 
uh, Conjuring did, it just didn't really grab me like those movies did if we're yeah. comparing it to like other horror films yeah. or other X-Men films for that matter. But yeah, it's unfortunate. Fair enough. All right. Uh, what's your number eight? Is that what we're on? Seven? Yeah, seven. Okay. Uh, Mission Impossible 6. All right. So let's talk about it. Like, man, <laughs> I feel like Tom Cruise does an excellent job at playing Ethan Hunt. And I just love the dynamic that he has with Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is another great actor in this franchise. Another great addition to this franchise, I have to say, because he's just been... I I just love him in every movie that he's in, Mm -hmm. uh, especially these movies. And I feel like they added something even better in the last one, which you and I will agree with, Rebecca Ferguson. Yes. She is absolutely stunning in this... She was absolutely stunning in the last one. Uh, She helped make the last one what it is... Um, I would contend she's the best part of the last one. A best part of a great movie. I mean, she. I mean, I mean, she helped make that. I mean, to me, when I think of a spy movie, I, that's what I think of. Like, I think of Mission Impossible Five. Mm-hmm. I think of her. I think of Tom Cruise, Simon Pegg, um, Jeremy Renner. I'm excited to see him back. Um, hopefully, hopefully, he's a little bit more involved in this one because I feel like he kind of took he kind of took the political turn on that one with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I kind of want to see him take on a little bit more action just because I know he can do it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I absolutely love the last one. I love the fourth one. Each one just keeps getting better and better. So I want to see whether they take the sixth one. So I'm definitely, especially Henry Cavill's going to be in it. I want to know what his role's going to be. That's I want to fascinating. See, I want to yeah. see the dynamic that he has against these really big-time actors. Um, so, I mean, again, I mean, I'm just super stoked to see Henry Cavill in something that's not Superman. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really like, look, obviously we're looking forward to all of these movies, but this one, it, it definitely gets me excited. I mean, again, Rebecca Ferguson, I think she's the best part of that, that last movie and to have her being, be coming back. And this franchise does a great job of adding new characters, basically every movie. And, and it basically injects a fresh element every time. And you're just like, whoa, okay, this is new. I'm really looking, I'm really excited about this. But at the same time, basically giving you the same thing. I mean, it's a very formulaic franchise. It's kind of every, the same thing happens every time. But it's exciting. And they do a great job of keeping the action fresh, keeping the characters fresh. And I'm looking forward to another bit of this a bit of this franchise. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if this sixth one does good, I mean, this will be another great trilogy. Ghost Protocol was really good. Mission Impossible. That's a fair Rogue point. Nation. That was one of the best movies of that year. Um, I agree. And this one, this one ends up being really good. I mean, this is that's going to be one of the best. Uh, that'll be one of the best trilogies of the last decade. Yeah, it, it's definitely a good one. <laughs> I won't argue that. All right, uh, my number seven is a quiet place. I don't know why my voice just cracked, but that way we're just going to go with it. <laughs> a quiet place. Quiet place. Uh, you're not on your list. No. Do you you've seen this trailer though? Correct. Yes, it's a really good trailer. This trailer, really trailer, I remember when uh, I saw this for the first time in the, tra- in the theater, I was like, oh my gosh, this movie looks like it is intense as crap. And I remember, I think I texted you right after I watched it, and I was like, dude, you have to watch the trailer for A Quiet Place. And it is, it looks so freaking good. Uh, if you don't know what this movie is going to be about, it's basically um, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are playing husband and wife, huh, of course, because, you know, they're married in real life. Um, and John Krasinski is actually directing this movie. And it is basically about this family who lives in this house and they talk in sign language. They try to keep quiet as much as possible. And because it's because if they make a noise, this creature or something, we don't know what hunts them. And we 
And the trailer is so good, and it gets you so wound up and keeps you on the edge of your seat. Just the trailer. I can't wait for this movie. And, of course, Emily Blunt's in it. And I wanted to put another Emily Blunt movie on this list, and I was really close to doing it. But John Krasinski directing is also something that fascinates me as well. I know he's dabbled in it before. I believe he might have directed one or maybe two other things before. And I haven't seen any of them, so I'm really looking forward to it just to see what he has in terms of being a director. I think that's fascinating. I'm just excited to see what he's got. So I I love this trailer. And this trailer, if there's any movie on my list that the trailer is what pumped me up, it is this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a really good trailer. Really good horror trailer coming at. Definitely. All right, uh, what's your number six? My number six is Ocean's 8. Not on my list. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, this cast is... This cast... I love this cast. Um, I absolutely, absolutely love this cast. I think this... I think it's going to be one of the best highest movies of 2018, if not the best highest movie. I know it's your classic female remake. <laughs> it's basically a genre at this point, which yeah, is fine. Whatever. I mean, I'm not mad about it. But, I mean, yeah. just the cast alone, I'm super psyched. I mean, you have Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock. I haven't seen Sandra Bullock in a movie since Gravity. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I've been in stuff, but I haven't seen it. So. I haven't seen it either. I mean, and Hathaway's in this. Rihanna's in it. I think Olivia Munn is in it. I'm not sure. But I'm super excited to see this movie. I mean, it just... And the trailer looks just so fun. And it looks so funny. And I can't wait to see all these big names just really come together. And and and, and, and have this... It looks like it's going to be a blast of a film. I just can't wait to see the dynamic. Honestly, like, the one thing I'm looking forward to the most is Sandra Bullock working working with Kate Blanchett. Absolutely excited to see that. Um, I, I can't wait for this movie. The trailer looks hilarious, and it looks like it's going to be a really great time. Uh, it, this trailer did not get me as excited as it seemed to have gotten you. And I mean, the cast is great. You're you're definitely right about that. But I don't know. Like uh, Sandra Bullock, I think I think it's Sandra Bullock. She's playing like Danny Ocean's sister. I think I, I don't know. It's just like I don't, what, what? Why? Why do we need this? I I don't think this movie is really necessary. Um, but. I'm going to see it, obviously. I'm going to see basically every movie we talk about. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll probably surprise me a little bit, but I'm just not too pumped about it. I'm pumped about it. Fair enough. All right. Uh, my number six is The Predator. Yes, that is right. They are making another Predator movie, and it is coming out this year, and it's directed by Shane Black, which is why I'm excited about this movie. This is not on your list, correct? No. Okay. Uh... This movie, directed by Shane Black and written by Shane Black, which is fascinating. If you don't know Shane Black's work, think uh, his most recent thing is The Nice Guys, so that's what I'll refer you to. And then other than that, look at his filmography, because it's pretty impressive, even if he has a miss on some people's minds in Iron Man 3, uh, which is fair. Uh, but the cast, in, in, as well in this movie, is pretty exciting. You have Olivia Munn. Uh, Trevante Rhodes, Jacob Tremblay is in this movie, which is random. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, Keegan Michael Key, Key is in this movie. Uh, Alfie Allen, who plays Theon on Game of Thrones. This cast is pretty excited. Thomas Jane is in this movie as well. And on top of the fact that Shane Black's directing and writing, I just think there is a huge recipe for success here. I really think that there's a lot of 
opportunity for this movie to succeed. Does that mean it's very much a set up for it to be disappointing? <laughs> um, possibly. Uh, Alien Covenant was disappointing in my opinion, but hopefully this does not follow in the mold of Alien Covenant and it follows more of a just being a Shane Black horror kind of sci-fi action movie. And I'm really looking forward to it, so... You're... Wait, I mean, you're not going to find any horror movies on my list, so sure. That's fair enough. I mean, Predator is not even really horror. It's more action than horror. <laughs> Predator is not horror. <laughs> I mean, the last one I saw was pretty gory. Gory does not equal I mean, horror. I mean... Action more equals gore than... I mean, it was kind of... It was, but it was, like, scary action, though. Like, this man would... Or thing I would guess. come out of it's, nowhere. I mean, he just ripped this dude's spine out of his freaking... You're, are, you, are you talking about Predators? I saw that one. Yeah. Have you seen the original Predator? No. Oh, man. Because there's a... I mean, I hope it's action, because if it's action, I'm 100% down. Oh, it's, it's it's going to be more action than anything. I mean, the first one, the original Predator, you know, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I know that It's much, an action but, movie. I yeah, mean, it's but an I, action, mean, I know... It's a, some would argue a B-movie as well, but I... And that's what I want to debate, because there's a lot of discussion about whether... Predator, like the original one, is a B-movie? Like, is it a kind of stupid sci-fi movie? And is it stupid? Yes, but I wouldn't classify it as a B-movie. That seems a little uh, yeah. derogatory to I me, mean, but last, whatever. The last one I saw was with Adrian Brody. Yeah. Pro, I think it was called Predators. I'm yeah, that's sure. Predators. That's the newest one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I like this franchise. I don't necessarily love this. I think overall, I would say the Alien franchise is probably... I mean, it's better just because... Alien has reached higher heights than Predator has, but just an entertainment, uh, from an entertainment standpoint, the Predator franchise is pretty fun, especially the first one. Um, and Predators. I actually like Predators, so. Alright, uh, moving on, what's your number five? Ready Player One. Okay, let's talk about it. Uh... Steven Logan. Spielberg? Is Steven that basically Spielberg. all you need to say? <laughs> Steven Spielberg. And on top of that, for all you gamers, man, I mean, you're going to want to see this movie. I mean, this is a pop culture reference to all the games that you play, basically. This is basically pop culture reference the game, the movie. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're going to love this one. Um, I'm excited to see it from the movie aspect, obviously, because yeah. there's some movie stuff that's in here. Um, and some gaming, because I play some games here and there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested in watching this movie. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a great movie. I do like the second trailer. I don't know if you saw the second trailer. Yeah. I don't think, I still don't think it gives too much. I think it's a good, solid second trailer. I think th it, there's probably much more in store than what we got in that trailer. Yeah, so I mean, so. I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a good story. I'm definitely interested in the mythology that's going yeah. around it. I mean, this is just... It's amazing. based on a book, so we're going to have book whiners, and that's fine, whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe. But, I mean, this <laughs> looks like a, I mean, this looks like it's going to be a really great movie. It might be a, it might be a, it might be a movie that really defines this era, really. Which, mm -hmm. you know, it's a bold statement, but just the amount of content that's in this, that's in this movie. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see a lot of Easter eggs of each individual game and stuff, or movie. Yeah. That's in this. I mean, this is going to change. I mean, this is kind of like, this kind of like the VR system, you know, 
Yeah, so kind of, yeah, definitely has a very VR. Yeah, feel to so it. it's it's definitely something that I'm interested in, and I'm I'm excited for it. I feel like yeah. it's going to be one of my favorites of the the year. The trailer is very exciting. It really is. And it basically looks like an 80s nostalgia trip, and that's completely fine with me. Yeah. Um, especially, we're in a time when a lot of 80s stuff is very big right now, and to, I think this movie's coming out at a very good time, uh, monetarily at least. And, uh, again, Steven Spielberg. That's what I'm going to go back to. I trust Steven Spielberg. Um, we haven't seen The Post yet. That's another one that's hopefully coming out around here soon, but... Uh, in my opinion, Steven Spielberg's been doing pretty good stuff as of late, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to my number four. Or, no, my number five. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I didn't even know my number four. Okay, my number five. Excuse me. And that is Annihilation. Not on your list, I'm assuming. I, I don't even think I've heard of it. Uh, it is directed by Alex Garland, and if you don't know who Alex Garland is, he is the man who directed Ex Machina, which... That's it. Ex Machina is one of the best movies of 2015? I think it came out in 2015. Uh, might have been 2014. But it was one of the best movies of the er, of the year it came out, and it was nominated for a bunch of things, and should have been nominated for more. If we're being honest, it is one of the best sci-fi movies of the past decade, and to see him coming back to the sci-fi genre, you got me all in. It looks like a really weird, really trippy kind of movie. It's starring Natalie Portman. So, again, that's another reason I'm in. I love Natalie Portman. Uh, she's been doing excellent work oh, as of yeah, late. I think I've seen that earlier. And it just looks so out there. And it very much has... Very much has kind of a... Arrival type that level of sci-fi ness to it, you know. I'm just really looking forward to this out there kind of crazy story, and I think this movie's probably going to blow a lot of people's minds, like Ex Machina honestly did when it came out. And I said it then, and I'll say it now after watching that trailer multiple times at this point. You might as well just give best cinematography and best visual effects to this movie. I mean, jeez. The visuals on this trailer are stunning. And I watched this on a freaking cell phone. I can't wait <laughs> to see this movie in the theaters because it looks gorgeous. I'm so excited for this movie. Uh, again, if you haven't seen Ex Machina, highly, highly recommend it. Very strange movie at times, but it is a great, great piece of sci-fi. Check it out. Uh, Annihilation, I'm really looking forward to it. And that comes out really, really soon. I believe that comes out in February, if I'm not mistaken, if not March. So, yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> All right, uh, what's your number four? My number four is Deadpool 2. Ryan Reynolds, people, is perfect casting for Deadpool. I love how you assume that it's not on my list. It's not is on it? my list. No, <laughs> it's not on my list. Why? Um, well, I mean... <laughs> Look, I, I've been on record saying I'm not a huge fan of Deadpool. Like, I get it. I get that that's a lot of people's, like, everybody thinks it's hilarious. And it is. It's pretty funny. But I I got a bad taste in my mouth from people going, like, oh, 10 out of 10, best movie ever. It's like, all right, a movie doesn't have to be perfect for it to be great. Okay, like, I mean... It's okay, a great movie. Like, that's that's just, that's, like, some people, though. There are, there were a lot of people, number one. And number two, and like, this is, this is, but this is my other thing, and this is probably the bigger thing. There were a lot of people claiming, oh my gosh, this movie is so original, this movie is so different, it's like, break this movie down, and we've had this kind of discussion about this, and we probably should just ultimately have this debate on this podcast at some point, 
But if you break this movie down by story, it is the most basic superhero story you've ever seen. Yeah, but but it, but it makes fun of it in the movie. Exactly. But and it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting in that way where it's like it's being something extremely basic while at the same time making fun of things that are basic. So it's like you're I don't know, and I get that it's being meta and self-referential, but I I just hated the whole thing of like it was so original and so different. It's like it's really not. It's making fun of that while doing it itself. So it's not original and different. It's making fun of superhero tropes while doing the superhero tropes. So whatever. But again, I don't. I like Deadpool. I really do. I gave it an eight point one or something out of ten. It's a great movie. I just. It's not my thing. <laughs> it's just not. Anyways, yeah. Go take it away. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Deadpool. I know. I love Deadpool. I don't. Most think people was, do. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's the best thing ever. But I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if people say that. But I mean, it's definitely a really great movie. Yeah. A really fun movie definitely. for that matter. Um, damn, I I really love this movie, and I just love the fact that we see him breaking breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. I, I loved it, and I love the fact that he had this. He was legit just making fun of Fox. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that. It was completely I love, irreverent. <laughs> like, I love, did not care. I love the fact that Fox was like, all right, yeah. screw it. Like, we're gonna be, it's whatever. Um, I loved it, man. And I'm excited to see Josh Brolin as Cable. I'm excited to see the whole cast back. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's Deadpool at its finest. I mean, I can't wait to see, like, an actual trailer. Are you not nervous about movie. the director, though? Huh? You're not nervous about the director? No. No, no. I feel like it's going to be. A you good think movie. it's so? You you believe because with that logic, that means that you think it was more Ryan Reynolds than Tim Miller. No, I mean I feel like they both worked hand in hand. But he's the director's not coming back. Yeah, I know he did. I know he's so I, I don't know. I just I mean whatever. Look, it's I'm just cast. I was just asking. You're it's good. A still cast, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this. Movie. Yeah, I feel like the director should know not to. Try to make it too serious, because <laughs> yeah. like I would hate to see, I would hate to see like yeah, Deadpool yeah. try to become like you know a Captain America Winter Soldier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, if I they make fun of that, that, I'm fine with it. I mean, if um, they make fun of the movie, I'm 100 percent fine with it. I just yeah. don't want them to legit copy oh, yeah, that. I know, <laughs> copy the tropes. Um, I really hope this movie does well because I think that if it does well, it'll kind of be another another indication to Disney to be like, just let us do our own thing with the whole thing. Yeah, but I mean... It's just like back, like, we're making money, we're doing our thing, you're good. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, the CEO, I don't know his name, he said he's Bob not Iger. touching... Yeah, he said he's not touching Deadpool. I know, yeah. He said he's not touching Deadpool at all because he knows that it's making yeah. a ton of money. And he's the one I've said anybody. So he, he is 100% not touching Deadpool. Like, that's what he said. Yeah. He's not touching But it's, it makes it weird because Deadpool is in the X-Men universe. And then if you keep Deadpool the same but then change the X-Men out of their universe, it's like, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I feel like he's going to keep the X-Men like in their own separate universe. I hope so. <laughs> because because I mean that's already like it's still in canon and it's still already it's still already like, you know Yeah. Fair like, enough. Like in its own thing. But I feel like to introduce mutants now would be random. Not that I don't have yeah. faith that the MCU can pull it off, but just to introduce them now would just be kind of just like we're twenty eighteen, like or by the time they have it, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, like why haven't they been like, how'd you guys not know about mutants? Yeah. And where the hell were they during Infinity <laughs> War? True. Like, 
I, yeah. Um, I feel Unless like they do I, a like parallel universe thing. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like they will introduce the Fantastic Four into, into the MCU. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would make the most sense to do. Just right. because it's, yeah. you know, they're not tied to anything. Speaking of the MCU, my number four is Avengers Infinity War. No, that's, that's higher, man. I figured. All right, moving on. <laughs> You're number three. Uh, my number three is Black Panther. That is my number two, so let's just talk about it now. Okay. Um, Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther? Yeah, are you serious? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, these trailers, each trailer just got me, like, way more pumped for this movie. And I'm really excited to see, like, the, I'm super I'm excited. super pumped for this movie. <laughs> um, I'm super pumped for this movie. This movie looks so great, and I'm so excited to... This re- it's like a different... Yeah, but it's also, like, a different freaking culture. I'm so yeah. excited. Um, just to get, like, this different side of the MCU. Like, we don't have to go to space. We go to a different part of the world in the MCU. I'm, and I'm, you're right about this cast. I'm definitely excited. I'm definitely excited for the freaking cast. Um, Michonne is in this. I don't know her name. Um, I don't know her name. Yeah, but Michonne. Denai Guerrero. I'm just going to call her Michonne. Yeah. Michonne from The Walking Dead. Yeah. She's in this. She's great as Michonne, and I can't wait to see her in this. All right. I'm just going to list off the cast, and this will tell you exactly what you need to know about this movie. Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Oscar winning Lupita Nyong'o, by the way, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Andy Serkis, uh, Michonne, <laughs> Angela Bassett, Sterling K. Brown, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> it's just like, this cast is ridiculous. This cast is sad, people. Listen. It's, and it's awesome, because it's basically like, every black actor in Hollywood was like, we're gonna all get together and make the best freaking superhero movie ever. <laughs> it's just like, let's do it. And it's like, that's just, it's so exciting. And if you don't know why there's so much excitement around this movie, there is a video that kind of floated around on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Uh, you you pr- could probably find it pretty easily. But it was basically these guys walking into a theater and they saw a stand-up for Black Panther and they were like freaking out and they're like this looks so BA this is awesome and they're like his friend's recording him and he's like and then he walks his friend walks up to the camera and goes is this how white people feel all the time? This is awesome! (laughs) I was like this is important this movie is important for the same kind of reasons obviously not the same reason but the same kind of reason that Wonder Woman is important representation is important in movies and this movie is important it looks exciting we didn't even mention the fact that ryan coogler is directing it who is one of probably the best black directors black directors working today this is huge this movie is going to make a buttload of money and i am super super pumped for this movie (laughs) because it the trailer looks awesome everything about this movie screams this is going to be one of the coolest things you'll see this year yeah, dude, I'm I'm very excited for this movie. Um, this this looks like it's going to be a very very stoked. I'm just I can't wait. <laughs> for those of you guys who love Creed, this is the same guy who directed Creed. Yep. Um, I cannot wait to see this movie. And I'm, Michael B. Jordan just looks menacing in this yep. film. I can't wait to see him and Andy Serkis together. Same guy who directed um, Fruitvale Station as well, which is one of, probably one of the most emotionally powerful movies I've ever seen. Uh, so check that out too. Uh, yeah, this, I'm, I'm pumped. So, <laughs> I don't think there's anything else left to say. We basically have this movie up to, um, extreme levels. So, <laughs> uh, let's move on. What number are we at? 
Oh, well, you said that Black Panther was your number two. So we have to do my number three then, right? Yeah. Um, this is my only cheat of the list. And it's kind of a cheat. I don't know if it's a cheat. Because this movie, everywhere I looked, said 2018, but it didn't have an official release date yet. Okay. So I'm pretty sure we're safe to assume it's 2018 is coming out. But it could end up getting bumped, and I have a feeling it'll probably be one of those situations where it comes out in, like, one theater in December, and then it's, like, a January release. And that is Backseat. This is a movie uh, about Dick Cheney, who is the, if you, obviously, if you know anything about American politics, because we do have people who aren't in the USA. If you know anything about American politics, he is the former vice president of the United States under President George W. Bush. And this movie is directed by Adam McKay, who, if you know Adam McKay, he is a comedy director who started uh, dipping his toe into drama and most recently did The Big Short, which came out in 2015, was nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Um, so, high-caliber director who has done semi-political slash very serious things before mm-hmm. with a fun manner and when i tell you who's playing dick cheney you will know exactly why i'm excited for this movie christian freaking bale is playing dick cheney <laughs> let's freaking go christian bale is one of the best actors we have working today he is probably one of the best actors of all time if we're being honest with the way he has transformed in his roles before and i cannot wait and if you have seen any of the behind the scenes pictures of christian bale he doesn't even look like Christian Bale. It is nuts This what this guy does when he transforms for a role. Uh, Steve Carell, of course, is obviously in this as well because, I mean, uh, Adam McKay, I mean, he was in uh, The Big Short as well. Amy Adams is in this movie as well. Sam Rockwell. There's just, this cast is exciting. I'm excited to see what a director like Adam McKay can do with this source material. And I'm just excited to see a trailer for this movie because I'm I'm curious about what the tone of this movie is going to be. So I'm really looking forward to this movie. Again, it'll probably be an Oscar-type movie, so I'm guessing towards the end of the year is when it's going to come out. But 2018 is the year that keeps popping up when I bring it up. And um, again, if you put Amy Adams in a movie, generally I'm going to be looking forward to it. So there's that. Um, what do you got? Uh, because right, you're number two, right? Yes. All right, what do you got? My number two is Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom. Nowhere near my list. It wasn't even on my side list. <laughs> Dude, I am very stoked for this movie. J. A. Bayona. Um, dude, I just got done rewatching a Monster Calls, man. Yeah. A fantastic film. Absolutely love that film. He's such a great director. And the trailer for that movie really, like, really took me by shock. Just to see a Tyrannosaurus Rex roaring at the time where a volcano is erupting, that's insane. And this movie is apparently supposed to have like a lot more dinosaurs than we've ever seen in a Jurassic World movie, so that has me extra pumped. Then we have Chris Pratt. I know you're not a big fan of her, but we also have Bryce Dallas Howard returning. I'm excited. Super excited. And it's a Jurassic Park film. Technically, Jurassic World, whatever. <laughs> um, and Jeff Goldblum is returning, so I'm super excited. <laughs> That's the only thing star. that really gets me excited. Um, Jeff Goldblum. I don't know why you're not excited with Look, J.A. Bayona. I know, J.A. Bayona, yeah. I don't understand why. The trailer is actually, I, I quite enjoy the trailer. I know it got a lot of hate when it came out. I quite enjoy the trailer. It's just, the first one is just so just kind of 
okay to me. Yeah, but that's the first one. I mean, this one is being helmed by J.A. freaking Bayona. I, I know. <laughs> I get that. But at the same time, like, the, even though I like the trailer, when we first hear Chris Pratt speak and then we see Bryce Ellis Howard and we see Chris Pratt, I'm just like, I feel like I should be more excited to see these characters that we've already been introduced to. But I wasn't. I was just like, okay, let's get to the dinosaurs. And I feel like that's what this franchise has become. It's just like, all right, let's get to the dinosaurs. I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to take away from your excitement for the movie. I know there's going to be tons of people who are excited for the movie. This pro movie's probably going to make a ton of money again. It's. I don't know. This. I feel like this franchise has gone in a direction that I'm just like not too enthralled with. But I. I'm curious. I'm very curious to see what Jay Bayona does with it. So. Yeah, me too. I mean, I really hope that he really hones in this franchise. I hope so too. Makes it his own because I'm. I'm excited for him to really take down, to really take on like a huge blockbuster. And I do care for the characters. I mean, not as much as I'd like, but I do care for the characters, and I was happy to see him again. Um, How far into the movie just... do you think we get before we get a joke about the heels? <laughs> Dude, I don't care if we do. I mean, I want there to be a joke about the heels. There, the there, you know there's going to be a I joke about so it. I so want them to be, so want there to be <laughs> a joke. That is insane. That is insane. That's by far the most maligned aspect of the movie, and <laughs> rightfully so. It's so stupid. Uh, but I like, you know they're going to make a joke about it. She is running from a T-Rex <laughs> in high heels. Maybe that you think maybe they save it until like they go off to the island and she like takes off her heels and she's like I'm wearing sneakers this time or something like that. It's gonna be something stupid like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to really like <laughs> I, I would have I would have asked for a bonus. Jeez, I would have asked for like a percentage of the movie because like you made her oh run. God. I don't know what this director was thinking. This director was just like you're not taking off those heels. You're oh running in those gosh. heels. We're gonna do a slow mo take in those heels. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. That's really messed so, up. I'm, maybe Colin Trevorrow got kicked off of episode nine because he wanted Daisy Ridley to be in heels. <laughs> maybe. You are not fighting Kylo Ren in sneakers. You are fighting this man in high heels. High heels. Nine Only inches. Heels. Oh, my gosh. All right. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I cannot. Don't just need to stop doing that to women. Uh, that's true. Like, stop. Put them in flats or oh, shoes or something. To, again, I don't want to be too, like, social, like, preaching about but this isn't really preach this is just something exciting we talked about before we mentioned before that this year was and this is completely unrelated to what we're talking about but we're talking about women so i was just like whatever um we were talking before about how this has basically been 2017 was gr a great year for female directors yeah same thing for female actresses that did you know the top three movies in the box office here were all female led every single one which ones star wars last jedi mm-hmm Beauty and the Beast, and what was the other one? Wonder um, Woman. Wonder Woman, yes. Well, I'm not really... I, <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Well, Fantastic Beast was it. And Beauty and the Beast, you mean? <laughs> I mean, Beauty and the Beast, sorry. I know, no, okay, I'm not saying they're great movies, but in the box I'm office... I'm saying two out of the three movies were really great. I, I know. But <laughs> in terms of box office, I mean... Hopefully that says something. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I mean there needs there needs to be more movies like Wonder Woman though. Yeah, there, there needs to be. All right, uh, my number two was Black Panther, which we already talked about. So let's go to your number one, Ozzy. My number one is Avengers: Infinity War. This right. is my number one movie. This is my most anticipated movie of 2018. I think I've said that on the podcast before when the trailer came out. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but this is my most anticipated movie of 2018. I am so freaking excited for this movie, man. We went in ten freaking years for this movie okay and then we got teased with it um we got teased with thanos 
when Avengers came out. I think that was like what 2012, 20, mm-hmm. 2010. I don't remember. But I mean, we've been waiting for this movie for a long time, and just to see twenty twelve was when Avengers came out. Yeah, I think yeah, twenty twelve. So we've been waiting like six years just just for us to just get this meeting with this guy, and since then we've gotten so many new characters introduced to us. And I'm just so excited to see, like, everybody come back together. I know that everybody would joke about Captain America Civil War being, like, a Avengers 2.5 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm just so excited to see Doctor Strange working with Spider-Man. And, God, it just looks so freaking good. And I'm so excited for the Rooster Brothers to really take helm of this film because they really know how to shoot their action. They really know how to shoot, like, these really intense scenes. And the cast is so freaking stoked, man. Like, this the cast is packed. Yeah. Oh, this is so freaking <laughs> to the le- To the level of, like, how are they going to fit all these characters? Dude, I don't movie? care. I, honestly, I know it's not going to be a four-hour movie, but I wouldn't mind if it was a four-hour movie. Like, it's so crazy. I've never been one to buy tickets, before, like, months before a movie. But this is going to be the movie that I do it for. Because I've been waiting a long time for this movie. And man, the trailer looked. The trailer got me so excited. I can't wait. Yeah, I really can't wait. I'm. I. I'm gonna probably watch the trailer after this. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I was surprised by how much this trailer got me pumped. This. The more I've watched it, the more excited I get. And I. I'm not one who gets super, super pumped about these Marvel trailers sometimes. When it's a franchise I really, really care about, like Guardians 2, I got really excited about the trailer. Um, but a lot of these Marvel movies, I'm just like, all right, that looks cool. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But this one got me excited, and that's freaking awesome. The All of these characters, you have been... We're, I think as frustrating as it can be, that's... Uh, we've been waited so long for this movie and for Thanos and this whole confrontation or whatever. It, I get that it's a little bit frustrating on the surface, but at the same time, we've had more and more time to get attached to these characters and uh, get to know these characters. So it's it's really cool that we're going to be able to see them in their hardest fight. And... I, I know the question that everyone wants to talk about is, like, who's going to die? Who's going to die? I honestly don't care. Just, like, I don't care who it ends up being. Just, I think that it's going to... We're going to feel it either way. Because what? which one of these characters aren't we really attached to at this point? I mean, really, there's maybe one or two that I d- care about a little less than the others, but... Yeah, I, I still I think the trailer does show us a little too much. There's one shot that I really don't want to see in it. I don't but. understand why that's such a topic of discussion. Like, who's going to die? I'm more of like, who's going to be working together? Like, <laughs> like, I'm so bad. I'm like, I'm so excited to see yeah, it. Yeah. I enough. thought one of the coolest things in Civil War was Hawkeye working with Ant-Man. Because you just see, you just see like, Ant-Man holding on to his arrow and stuff like that. Yeah. That's like one of the cool. That was one of the coolest shots in the entire movie. I absolutely loved it. So I'm just excited to see who's going to be working together. Yeah. Uh, more so than who's going to die. I don't know why people are so negative. Like, yo, who's going <laughs> to die? Like, um, can you not? I'm I don't understand. I'm just like, can can you just be excited? <laughs> people, we've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> for, people are morbid. <laughs> no. All it's right. Like, like how like how would you feel? Like you know you've been waiting for these people like for these people like to get together. And now they're getting married. And the first thing you see before, like, the first question that comes out of your mouth when you see her walking down the aisle is, 
when are they going to get divorced? <laughs> this is messed up. You don't bring that up. <laughs> no. Uh, fair enough. All right. Uh, well, my number one is a movie that obviously is not going to be on your list since we haven't brought it up yet and we haven't had to kick the, di- the discussion down the road, and that is First Man. Uh, again, this is a movie that, if you don't know, it is directed by Damien Chazelle, and obviously that name is a little more known these days, but if you don't know who he is, he directed La La Land and Whiplash, mm-hmm. so that should get you excited just right there. And this is the first movie that I've seen from him, at least, that is not going to be music-related, which is a little bit fascinating. And this is his second teaming with Ryan Gosling, which is really exciting, because Ryan Gosling is going to be playing Neil Armstrong. Yes, this is going to be about Neil Armstrong, who, as you all know, is the first man to walk on the moon. Um, This movie... It's just, I, I we don't have a trailer. We don't have a poster. I don't care. <laughs> I'm really excited because Damien Chazelle, Ryan Gosling, Kyle Chandler is in this as well, Corey Stoll, Jason Clark, and Claire Foy, and John Bernthal. Jeez, I didn't even know John Bernthal was in this I'm, as I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so, a great cast. Claire Foy is one of my favorite actors on a TV show at the moment, which being The Crown, um, which is the best show on Netflix. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it's a great moment in history, in U.S. history at least, and I think Ryan Gosling is a really, really, really good actor, and Damien Chazelle is probably one of the hottest directors working right now, so, I mean, there's no reason not to be excited for this movie, especially if you're a fan of La La Land, and especially if you're a fan of Whiplash, Um, which if you haven't seen Whiplash again, I beg you to see it great great movie um but yeah i i just i'm really really pumped about this movie it's a fascinating story with a great great team attached to it so yeah that is my most anticipated movie of the year tried to keep it pretty mixed up with the indies and the blockbusters and yeah I didn't. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I uh, didn't. To be fair, um, I mean, you had more indies on my on your favorites list than I did by a, a long shot. Yeah, you didn't even suspect my number one. Oh, no. You shocked me <laughs> with the number one. So if you want to get shocked by what Ozzy's number one is, go check out our top ten favorites list. Yeah, I still remember. You were just like, whoa, what? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, it was just, uh, it, it really, like, it caught me off guard. I was like, okay. I mean, fair. <laughs> but... <laughs> was not expecting that. Um, I basically was just like, give me all of the Marvel and DC movies. Um, well, not all of them. Uh, but, um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to all of the movies on this list. Um, some movies that were left off. Neither of, neither of us mentioned the Han Solo movie. Um, look, Ozzy's not a huge Star Wars guy. I am a huge Star Wars guy. But the director thing scares me. You don't fire your directors with three weeks left of shooting and expect people to be still be super pumped about your movie. Um, on top of the fact that I'm not all for a Han Solo movie to begin with. I don't think we need it. I really don't think we need it. Um, the cast gets me excited, but it's just not enough for me. Um, Mary Poppins was the Elder Emily Blunt movie that I wanted to put on the list. I was really close to putting it on the list. Uh... But I just couldn't get it there. Uh, Aquaman. Neither of us had Aquaman. I'm not excited for Aquaman whatsoever. 
James Wan. That's the thing. It's not, it, he does not convince me as the guy who can direct an action movie. Yeah. And some of you guys who throw out Fast and Furious 7, I don't <laughs> like Fast and Furious 7. That's not I necessarily think, a big I think, plus. <laughs> I, think when, I think when you bring James Wan in, I think that's when I started to actually dislike the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, yeah, you know, I really do appreciate the fact that he did give a touching memorial to Paul Ryan. But other than that, for me, just... Paul Walker. Paul, sorry, Paul Walker. Um, not Paul Ryan. He's a house speaker. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, we talked a little bit bad, too much man. politics today, I guess. Yeah, we did, yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I, I mean, he did, a, he did a great memorial for Paul Walker. Yeah. Um, but... I just did not like the way that movie was shot. Yeah. I did not like the script for that movie. I did not. There was just just some of the dumbest things happened in that movie. Then, like, who does that? I'm not gonna die. Like, like, no, like, who does? Who, who goes? Like, I'm not gonna get shot, and you're not gonna kill me. You know what I'm gonna do? Fall off a cliff. <laughs> like, it just. Oh, man. And, nah, I just it didn't make sense. And this, there was just so many scenes in that movie that just felt. Like it was a music video. I don't want to see Aquaman swimming and then listen to it, like listening to music, like just listening to like a full rap soundtrack. I just the, don't want to. The do only that. reason it was on my kind of side list was I think he can do a lot with it visually. I think James Wan is a great visual director. I really do believe that. Um, and I think that Aquaman, like the setting, sets up for a lot of potential visuals, visual wise. And Jason Momoa, I mean, I, I'm not the hugest, I'm, I'm really not a big fan of what they ended up doing with his kind of part of the storyline of Justice League, but Jason Momoa, the performance was definitely a highlight for me, so that's one reason I kind of was considering it. Um, but yeah, Wreck-It Ralph 2 was also on my side list, X-Men Dark Phoenix was on my side list as well, I couldn't do it because Apocalypse was just so like, okay. Who's directing... Who's directing Dark Venus? Uh, let me double check. I think it might be Brian Singer. Although I think there was some random story of him like leaving set or something. So who knows what they're gonna do? Uh, that's a whole other directing drama with that. Uh, let me pull it up here. Dark uh, Phoenix. Were there any others that you wanted to put on your list? Not really. I mean, I just <laughs> I just thought about it on the spot because like I just know yeah uh, what I'm excited for. I mean, some people are gonna mm. say like, oh, why didn't you put Pacific Rim? I yeah, I'm not proud of that movie. I really wasn't. Everybody was so excited about it. I, I didn't really catch my attention. I mean, this trailer looks decent enough, but I mean, again, it just it wasn't it wasn't my thing. I, would, I can't for the life of me find it. Okay, here we go. Oh, Simon Kinberg's directing. Duh. So yeah, uh, he is a writer, and I think this might be his first directing job. Little scary. You don't oh. go big budget first directing job, so I'm really nervous about that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think dark, the dark Phoenix storyline is a fascinating one. So I'm looking forward to it on that level. Um, I just, I don't know. It, you're not, you're not on a great, you're not coming off the best footing with apocalypse. Yeah. It's just, it's okay. I, I don't hate apocalypse. I think apocalypse is a fine movie. It's okay. Um, that's for the record. That's the first movie we ever reviewed on the Screenfellows Podcast. Go check it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Screenfellows Podcast, episode one. Go check it out. Uh, we reviewed X-Men Apocalypse. Man, that was a long time ago now. 
Uh, Venom is on my side list as well. Uh, I'm not excited for Venom. I I don't get I don't w- get why it's being made, but the Tom Hardy thing fascinates me. I think he look, he's going to be a great. I think, Venom. Look, don't get me wrong. Just like Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa is a great Aquaman. I want to support Jason Momoa. Same thing with Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy's going to be a great Eddie Brock. But the origin of Venom is Peter Parker. Like, you can't, like, what the hell? It's <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I want to see Tom Holland dawn the Venom symbiote. I want that. And now I'm not going to get that. I just, I don't understand why. Like, and then... Unless they secretly do make it tied into the MCU. Which, they have, there's they been have, so much back... But they have to do forth. it, because... You yeah. cannot have a Venom without a Spider-Man. Like I don't so disagree with any of stupid. that. But I'm just so that's fascinated like, by the idea of Tom Hardy. That's literally like saying that the Joker <laughs> is not in the DCEU. You know there's like 10 Joker movies in development right now, right? <laughs> Warner Brothers, what's the surprise? Warner Brothers. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm not saying they know what they're doing. I'm not saying any of these people know what they're doing. I mean, Sony is not, doesn't have the best track record either, apart from Marvel. So let's be honest. Uh, but anyway, Alita Battle Angel is a movie that I'm super pumped about. Have you seen the trailer for that? No. It looks really, really weird. Uh, it looks like it's going to have a strange visual style because basically it's based on, I think it's an anime adaptation. And they made the main character kind of CG, kind of... It's very photorealistic, huh. and I think the rest of the movie is not going. It's just going to be real, and they made the main characters like eyes big, like she had anime eyes. It looks really weird, but it kind of looked awesome, <laughs> and it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, so I'm looking forward to it on that level as well. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all of my um, side things. God Particle, that's the new um, the Cloverfield movie, but I, I just saw a story today, actually, that I don't even know if it's going to get released this year, so who knows, but, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't understand, like, what is going on with those movies. What, the the uh, Cloverfield movies? Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, the first one's okay, and then the, the new yeah, one, the never Cloverfield con- Lane's really good. Yeah, but they never continued it from the first one, though. I think this one's going to be kind of tying it together. Based on what I read, because, it's, because it's going to be like astronauts or something, like in space or like a lab in space or something. And I think whatever they end up doing, I think it's going to be like a prequel type thing where whatever they end up doing ends up being the creature in Clover ten, or in Cloverfield. Yeah, because I want to see the creature. I think we'll, we because, will. Because, because one, of the most fascinating, one of the most fascinating things about the first one was the creature. And not, I'm not saying that the second one was bad, but if you're talking about a straight up sequel, it was bad because you never did get to see the creature again. Yeah. I mean, Um, and that's, and for me, that's one of the most fascinating things. If not the most fascinating thing about the first one was the creature. There, I, I think we have to stop looking at these movies, this, these movies in this franchise as like sequels to each I other. Think, I think it they're needs not. To be, they're just in universe. I feel like it needs to be an anthology series. It kind of is because I mean it's, they're set in the same universe, but they're completely separate stories. I would rather That's it be it no, but I'd rather it be like an anthology series, just completely disconnected from yes. each other. See, I like what they're doing. I really enjoy what they're doing. I don't. 
They're because, they are because, all connected, but they're not directly connected. Yeah, because but like we don't get any explanation as to where the hell like a freaking spaceship came from. But I think we're going to get that in this movie. I mean, I hope so because it, okay, it did la- not look good yeah. in the second one. Um, an American space station crew is left abandoned after a problem with hadron accelerator causes Earth to vanish entirely. See, I don't. Mm, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it. Who knows when it's going to come out, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, I want it to be good. I mean, the it's, it's, the last one was really good. It was really intense. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it, it kind falls of took away when you add the chlorophyll aspect. I've said for a long time with that movie that if you take out the last 20 minutes of it, it would be a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it turns I mean, into it, just it, like it a just, it doesn't, cartoon it, at the end. It kind of just doesn't add up altogether. Yeah. That's I mean, true. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. Yeah. But either way, this there's a lot of movies to look forward to this year. I think that's what we can establish uh, based on this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of movies. And, of course, as we said in our last the last time we did in our most anticipated list, a lot of these movies, a lot of um, these indie movies especially, we don't even know about them yet. <laughs> a lot of them just kind of pop up as the year goes along, and they get hyped from festivals and things like that. So, a lot of the movies that are going to end up being on our best list, we have not even mentioned yet. So, I hope, still tons of stuff to look forward the, to. I hope that the indie movies of 2018 are as good as the ones in, in 2016. See, we disagree on this. I think this was a great year for no, I, indie movies as well. I don't think it was a great year for the indies. We can debate this, I guess, another time. I don't know. I feel like we need to be more prepared if we're going to have this discussion. I don't know. I just, it didn't hit me as much, but I mean... <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, bro. I don't. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I had tons of fun. I think this was a great year for movies. I really do. 2017. 2017, 2017 was... It was a nice year. It was a good year. It was a good year. It was... I mean, I, I gave a lot of nights. I keep going back to... I gave to, a lot of nights. That's true. I, I keep I going back to that. If we look at the numbers, this was a great year for movies. Yeah, I mean, I gave a lot of nights. I'm definitely looking forward to this year. Except so. for box office-wise. Not a great year for box office-wise. <laughs> yeah. But I'm definitely Rough. excited this year. Yeah. Definitely excited this year for some of these movies. Um, 2018 is going to be a very great year. And it's always a great year for film. Don't get me wrong. There's just some years I wish it was better than others. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing with me about 2017 is it didn't hit home for me as much as I'd wanted to. Emotionally, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Because, like, I mean, you just had some of the best movies come out of 2016, though. Like, for me, that's something that's yeah. iconic is just Arrival. I didn't, I didn't get my Arrival this guy. We still have some. We still have a couple opportunities left, and yeah, there's still you still a couple more that you need to see that you're behind done as well. So you never know. I mean, I think the Florida Project that one definitely kind of got to me a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, we saw the Post. The, I saw three movies that I'm really hoping come out really soon. That's the Post, Phantom Thread, and I Tanya. I Tanya comes out this weekend. We're going to be reviewing that this weekend. So yeah, looking forward to that. Um, before we sign out, I do want to say, uh, shout out Jesse and um, Jesse's fiance Beth. Well, kind of an anti shout out to Beth. So I tweeted. <laughs> so I tweeted that I because I have I basically keep track of what I watch and how many movies I watch on Letterbox mm-hmm. um, through their pro feature, and I tweeted the the fact that I watched less movies in 2017 than I did in 2016. Which, and I, when I tweeted that, I said, this is a problem that will be fixed because I plan on watching more movies this year. Now, 
Beth responded to that and said, your, your definition of problem in quotes is problematic. <laughs> Ooh, and I was shots like, fired, and man. then I responded with, <clears throat> okay, well, if this movie was about reading books, you would praise me. So that's the real problem here. Hashtag movies matter. <laughs> and she basically just said, uh, fine. And I was like, yes, I win. <laughs> um, and it's true. It's very true. If it, if it was about books, we have no problem. But since it's about movies, oh, ew, you just sit around and watch movies. It's like, there are different mediums. It's okay. I don't hate on your medium. Why do you hate on my medium? Damn. I feel like I feel like nothing to really talk about. <laughs> Anti-shout out. I feel like I really need to talk this out. It's okay. I'll see you later when I get back to Virginia. I'm sure we'll argue about it then. Um, But anyway, (laughs) do we have anything else we want to talk about? I mean, this is a little bit of a short episode. And not that that much now that I look at the time. I mean, look, I'm going to say this. And I I know you don't want me to say anything, but I'm going to say it anyway. No, no. This is what... (laughs) I have a feeling I know what this is about. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I gotta say it's better than every CW show. I got to, I got to, and it's gonna be probably like a. I think it's, I think it's like a good ten minute discussion before we close out. But I mean, look, Agents of Shield. If you haven't watched Agents of Shield by now, I understand because I was there. I was there. Carlos was there. Yeah. Carlos had to get me back into the ring and said, "Dude, just watch it." And there's a specific way that I'd watch the first season because I know like a first season is a really huge. Deal. It's rough. Yeah, it's kind of rough. I mean, I actually enjoyed it because I mean the first I, half of the first season is rough. The back half is decent. Yeah, I mean, I liked the first season because I actually and I actually didn't follow that order. Oh, you didn't? No, because I just I just said screw it. Just I'm just gonna watch all the way through. I mean, there's some episodes that I skipped, but I did end up just watching two more additional episodes in it because I was like, you know what, nah, because I don't like I don't like getting recaps and being confused. So yeah. I'd rather just watch it all the way through. Um, so I watched it. For the I watched it more. I watched more episodes than I than than than, than the order that you gave me. So I watched basically the whole first season. But there there is an order to skip through if you don't want to watch the first I think, season. I believe it's on ScreenRant.com. Yeah. So yeah, if you just Google like um, Agents of Shield Agents of Shield season one viewing guide, and it it basically tells you which episodes you need to watch and which you don't. Yeah, um, and and I highly recommend watching some of the stuff along with some of the things that happen in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, no, because it does. And the thing is, yeah. I wish I would watch some of these films. I mean, I don't have some of them, so it sucks. But you know, I wish that I would have watched some of these films alongside Agents of Shield because the thing that I actually love about the show is that it does tie into the MCU perfectly. Because the Winter Soldier, you don't... I mean, you don't feel the after effects as much as in the films, Mm -hmm. but you feel it in the show. Yeah. And then the Sokovia Accords, you definitely feel it in the film, but you also feel it in the show, too. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I like that. I like the fact that that's taken place. They treat Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a what-would-happen to the this whole universe after the events of the movies when you get something as big as the big the thing that I'm not I'm going to try not to spoil in Winter Soldier the big thing that happens in Winter Soldier with Shield itself mm-hmm. 
they agents of shield basically asked the question of okay what would actually happen to shield after this happens exactly I mean, and it's, that's fascinating it's a great yeah, exploration I mean, of it these are really great these are really interesting things and i know you yeah. guys are just like okay well that's cool and everything but why is it better than the cw shows <laughs> the cw shows one of the main problems i have with it is the romance there's always <laughs> always will we Will we not? If they won't, they will they. It's just annoying. <laughs> Felicity and Oliver got married at season six. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Okay. I, I don't, I mean, I haven't seen it. I don't um, care. Whatever. It was going to happen eventually. They're supposed to get married in season four. That's true. That's true. Like, I just realized together, that. They got together in season three. Dude. <laughs> Come on, like what? Like what is going on? And then Barry, Barry kissed Iris in season one. Like <laughs> they finally got married in season four. Come on, like why is it taking so long? And like one of the arguments, and like look, I mean the problems that these couples go through too, unrealistic on how you would handle some things. I mean, that you just, I've seen some of the cheesiest things. It's really hard to relate CW. to the CW shows yeah, there like, because they're so melodramatic. Exactly. Like, and I like most of the CW shows. Don't get me wrong. Even though I stopped watching flash, I do enjoy them. There is a place on TV for them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love but, the cast and I yeah. love some of the stuff, but it's just like, dude, stop. Like <laughs> they're just putting in stuff just to make it like dramatic at this point. Manel's married to another girl. Why? Oh, because you want to make it dramatic. Why? Like, you had us at such a good point with the season finale of Supergirl, and then you go ahead and bring this character back, which we're all, which me and you were excited for, just to have married to somebody. Like, what? Come on. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, like, they didn't even show us, which is the thing that bothers me yet. At least with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there is this couple there that finally got together. I think they finally actually got together in Season 3. But you see as to why they haven't been together. And these are legit, These are legitimate reasons. And they're still... It's not, like they even, it's not like they even gave up on one another. It's that the fact that there are legitimate reasons beyond their control that they have not gotten together. And it makes sense. And when they do get together, you're like, damn. And you feel it. And you're still rooting for these people. And it makes 100% sense. It's a better um, written show overall, in my opinion. It's a better written show than all four of these put together. And it's, it's unfortunate. Other than Season 1 of The Flash, I would still argue Season 1 of The Flash is a very well-written show overall. Yes, and another thing that I'm going to add is the fillers. CW kills you with fillers. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes with, like, villains of the week. And because this show, I think what benefits Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a couple of things. Number one, especially as we've gotten into, uh, into the show, it's not really about one person. It's about this team, this specific team as a whole. So we're kind of allowed to... It, it doesn't feel like we have a villain of the week where, okay, the one hero has to go solve this issue. You know, it feels like we're dealing with a couple of different things at a time. It feels more like yeah, but we're, I mean, we're, we're spreading But I mean, each, each CW show, it's not like these people are going solo. Yeah. They each have teams. I, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so. But they're all kind of just supporting. There, there's. I, I just would argue that there's not really a... 
definite lead character in S.H.I.E.L.D. It's just, they're all the leads. As opposed to the CW shows where it's like, Green Arrow, he's the lead of the show. And his team supports him. They're the supporting characters, you know. And and I, I think I think that that benefits Shield a little bit. And then also something that benefits Shield is what they've been doing recently in the past couple seasons, where they have very distinct story arcs. I think that's something that helps to keep the show feel like it's not twenty two episodes long <laughs> because this the seasons are just as long as the CW shows, but it doesn't feel long. And I think one thing that has really helped them is the fact that they basically break each season into three mini-seasons in, in, in between. So it feels like we're watching, okay, everything is motivated. Everything, we have to move at a certain pace. And one of the reasons why I love season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and in my opinion it's the best season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is because there's not really a slow episode in there. It's very on pace. We are moving the story forward basically every episode. You're right. There's not much filler. There just isn't. There's not much filler at all. Yeah. And that's the thing that really kills the CW. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the best aspects of Arrow Season 5 is that yeah. there really wasn't that much filler. Yeah. And that was one of the best seasons of Arrow. And I was, like, in tune. I was really excited to see Arrow. Arrow was probably my favorite CW show. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, like, out of the CW uh, right now, DC, DC universe. Yeah. Um, I just I just love Stephen Amell. I just love his paternal as Green Arrow. But, I mean, Season 5 was by far, I think... If not the best season of Arrow, mm-hmm. um, there was just really not that much filler in that season from yeah. what I can remember. And it was always so gritty. Mm-hmm. And I remember the mid-season finale, both of us were caught off guard by how good the mid-season finale was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so good, so gritty, so real. And I think that was the most mature of the shows at the time. Uh, Legends had it, but they screwed it up with that Nate and Amaya scene. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, again, I mean, there's, I mean, there's good content. I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy these shows. These I shows do, are I do really too. good. Yeah. Um, these shows are good. They're decent shows. I just when it comes when it comes to the comparison of Agents of Shield, it's not better. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I thought about it last night. I was like, is this show is are these shows better? And it's not. Um, it's it's unacceptable. I mean, sure. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. has 22 episodes, CW has 23, okay, so what? But yeah. it doesn't need to be that much filler. Um, and the thing is, I, in my opinion, long seasons are a problem in TV. I really don't think they need to be, I, I really don't think seasons need to be long. To me, most of the time, the shorter the better. Now, I think they've taken it a step too far with something like Game of Thrones, where they made it too short when you clearly needed more. Um, but... With a lot of these network shows in particular, they're basically mandated. You have to have 22 episodes, at least. And that's unfortunate, because in my opinion, you're basically left in a point where it's like, our story can't reach 22 episodes. So what do you want us to do? And you're forced to put in a lot of trash, if we're being honest. You're forced to put put in a lot of this forced romance stuff that doesn't work. You're forced to put in a lot of episodes that have no bearing on the actual plot. You're forced to do a lot of these things. And that's just how network TV works right now, and that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So basically, as a show, you have to figure out how you're going to mitigate the problem. You have to figure out how you're going to make this 22-episode season work. And in my opinion, and I think Ozzy would agree with me at this point, 
Agents of Shield does it better than any of the CW shows, and really a lot any of a lot of network shows do. I mean, there's exceptions, obviously. This, this is, is us. Yeah. Is one is in my opinion the best show on network television. It just is. And even then, This Is Us has a lot less episodes, especially the first season, than most network shows. So, (laughs) I don't think that's a coincidence. I think shows and networks need to chill and (laughs) pull back the episode numbers, but, hey, that's just one man's opinion. And it would be cheaper, too. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I I just don't think any show garners a need for 22 episodes. I really don't. I I I don't mind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, because I've never been... They've done a great job. Yeah, I, I really it. don't mind 22 episodes of yeah. show. The, the show is where I'm just like, okay, like, I don't mind it being that long um, because it's worth it. Yeah. And, you know, it's always great, you know, because these shows are basically like an hour long, so it's basically kind of like a short movie, which, again, I'm, I'm 100% in for. Yeah. But, you know, some things, you know, I really don't need... I don't need 23 episodes. <laughs> like, for me, the season of Arrow is just like... You guys couldn't find a compelling <laughs> villain? <laughs> Come on. Like, uh, what is with, like, they have six villains. Yeah. Six. Like, dude, what the hell, I, man? Like, I am still behind on all the CW shows. I'm planning on catching them up or catching up Sorry, soon. it's just, I'm just. No, you're good. I'm just, I'm just saying that's why I can't really add to what's going because, on right I now. Because, I mean, like, you just, um, you go, I mean, you have this huge thing with Arrow to Arrow okay. too. Like, you yeah. just have this huge thing. Like, I, you were, I think you were, you were kind of shocked at how pumped I was for the season finale of Arrow. I was like, dude, this looks so great. And then it happens. I was so caught off guard, but I was, I loved it. And then yeah. Arrow comes back and I'm just like, really? <laughs> what? Um, yeah. So. This is sad. All right. To wrap up this thing, number one, I will say this. It is so nice to have somebody else on the podcast uh, telling people to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. other than me and Ace. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, it'll be nice to also, by by the time we have Ace back on, hopefully, uh, which I don't know when we're going to get him back on, but hopefully soon. Uh, you'll be able to join us in the Agent Shield talk, which will yes. be nice. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, but so that's nice. And secondly, I am just want to want to throw this out there. I am currently watching Punisher, so maybe I can kind of talk about it at some point in the near future. I don't know. It depends because I don't know if Ozzy's going to watch it at some point. We'll figure that out. Who knows if we'll actually talk Punisher at all. Maybe we can talk it before the next Netflix Marvel show comes out. Yeah, maybe. Because it's like a bunch of time. We got... When does Jessica Jones... Because they just announced that recently. Maybe February. I'm not entirely mm. sure. Yeah. It's coming but up. It's, it's coming um, up soon. Which, again... I'm really looking forward excited. to Jessica yes. Jones. Years for season two, so... Yes. I'm definitely, I'm definitely so... so. Alright. Uh, yeah, so that's... I just wanted to update people. I am actually watching Punisher right now. I'm almost three quarters of the way done with it, so... I'm just, just binging uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I mean, I've been busy with work. You've been um, on a S.H.I.E.L.D. kick. You basically haven't done anything but S.H.I.E.L.D. recently. <laughs> Dude, because it's, it's five seasons and... 22 episodes. 22 episodes, an hour long each. And they're pretty it's, good, so it's hard to turn away from it, too, sometimes. Yes, because there's times where I'm just like, I really want to go see a movie. But then something good happens in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm just like, I gotta collect the next episode to see what goes on next. So oh, my God. It's, it's kind of, you know, it has that effect on you, you know? Yeah. something... I remember this thing that's happened in Game of Shield. I'm just like, like in Agents of Shield, I'm just like, I can't stop now. Yeah. And you're, it happened you're, today. You're on the Agents of Hydra's um, uh, storyline right now. Yeah, dude, honestly, it happened. That's why, t- that's why I was like... 
was like, I was like, Dude, the Agents of Hydra, Hydra storyline is, in my opinion, the best arc they've done since they started doing these mini arcs in the seasons. Yes. It's so good. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I got so mad because if you know, do you know, if you guys know at all who John Campia is, he is a YouTube personality used to work at Collider. Now he does his own kind of thing. And he has long been a hater of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. even though he hasn't watched it since season one, whatever. And he was like, oh, basically they're ripping off the Matrix right now. It's like, oh my gosh. I never wanted to punch someone through YouTube before, but I wanted to. It's like, Stop. You, you don't watch the show, so you can't really criticize what they're doing, number one. And number two, it is not a freaking Matrix ripoff. Go home. <laughs> I was so mad. But anyway, sign us out. <laughs> All right, Carlos. Uh, what, are you, what is your recommendation? Oh, recommendation? Oh, crap. You caught me off guard. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Do you have one? We haven't done a recommendation in a while. No, we haven't. Do Let's have keep one? up that trope until right. the next episode. We'll have a recommendation so for the next one. So sorry. <laughs> So sorry. Uh, we might have an extra episode this week. Uh, I know we said that last week. Sorry. Uh, but we'll hopefully have one, an extra one this week. So Yeah, yeah. This time we'll try to keep to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Didn't I'm happen last week. I apologize. Yeah, dude. You know, Christmas happened. A lot of stuff happened. You know, we got a brand new year. Yeah. You know, last New Year, know, last new episode. Pose. No, same Last, pose, last, so. you know, last, the last episode was last year. That's now weird. we're... You know, we're a new team. Um, not really. Are I we? think we had... Um, the, we keep going off track. We keep trying to sign off and then we keep <laughs> going off track. But I will say this. Thank you to all the listeners because we got, I believe, over 7,000 listens last year. It was something like that. Uh, hopefully, we can reach my goal of 10,000 this year. Woo! That would be awesome. Let's, let's push it, guys. Let's get 10,000 in 2018 at least. Let's do it. Share the podcast. Let's do it, people. Um, and, and thanks to you guys all around the world that listen, too. Yeah, that's really dad, random. And I was like... <laughs> it's really random. It's random that I have, like, four of you in this country, but I'm excited. <laughs> Switzerland is, like, randomly, like, our, mo- our third most listened to country. UK is, it's like, like our second one. Shout out Switzerland. <laughs> shout out to all you guys um, all around the world, apparently. But um, I'm going to sign us out next. Yeah, we're, we're going really long. <laughs> this is supposed to be a short episode. Oh, whatever. It happens. Who cares? It happens. It happens. Hey, if you're still here, um, tweet at us. Tell us you listened all the way to the end. Yeah. I love you guys. I love you guys. But anyways, guys, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. By the way, you guys can uh, find me on Twitter at CastroAzzy. Did, did I? No, we didn't do that. Oh, That's right. Okay. At Cherry456. Screenfall is all over social media. You know what to do. Screenfellows.com. YouTube channel. Check it all out. Check it out. I'll ha. Hmm. Check it all out. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Aussie. Also, if you guys have anything, any recommendations that you guys want to uh, give me, please feel free to email me at Aussie.Castro at Screenfellows.com. Check out the YouTube channel. Check out the website. And yeah, guys, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, again, check us out on everything social media. We have content coming out basically every day. Every other day. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, this is Screen Pose.